with the cat. All right, coffee's here. It's raining. It's raining hard. Can you hear it? I would not be surprised if we lost power at some point. And some thunderstorms. It's all right. You work with what you got. Do what you can with what you have, where you're at. And three, two, one. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Monday. It's June 14th, 2021. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup of coffee. Well, I had a great weekend. How about you? Mm. I think I made my coffee a little weak. Oh, it's too bad. Um, say hi. So Friday, I did. What did I do Friday? Friday was getting stuff ready to have some people over this weekend and relaxing and enjoying life and then helping my brother and sister-in-law move. On Thursday, I helped them move stuff into the truck. And then Friday, we did, Thursday we did into the truck and out of the truck. And then Friday we did from the garage into the house. And they had some really heavy stuff. That's okay. I was like, it was a good workout. It's a good workout. Came home, just hung out. I didn't really do anything. I, I by the time I got home, it was seven. It was seven o'clock. Had dinner, hung out, went to bed, and then Saturday got up and just got things ready and had some people over. Now, something I, I will share. So on Friday, I posted this on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. Frustration with woodchucks. Now, for years, I've had one back there in a, in a hole. I've marked out the hole. He, I call him Paul. I don't know if it's actually a male. Would stay back there. He would stay in the yard. I caught him once coming into the front yard. I chased him back. Hadn't seen him do it since. But then I ended up with a couple more. Friday, as soon as I hung up, hung up, as soon as I ended the show, my phone pops up a notification with, hey, something's in your driveway. So I looked at it, and it was two young woodchucks in my, one of my raised beds. And I went chasing out there in my bathroom, waving my hands, looking like a crazy person, yelling about the woodchucks eating my kale. There's video of this. I don't think I'm ever going to post it because it doesn't make me look good. It makes me look like I whacked up. And that began a day of dealing with woodchucks. Now, I'll skip forward to the part of the story where I actually found something that I think, knock on wood, is working. Cat litter. Used cat litter. Clumped up cat litter with stuff in it. In the holes. Seems like it did the trick. I have seen no woodchuck or signs of them since I suspect they relocated Friday night. I think they waited for darkness to, to move. And that includes no more digging in my garden beds, 
I even left some bean seeds in holes where they had dug them out, uncovered, just to see. I'll make it real easy. Nope, nothing. So I think they've moved on. So I'm gonna keep throwing cat litter around my yard like a crazy person. Yeah. It's all right. We found a use for you. We did. So there's there's a bit of information that might be helpful to you. Somebody had suggested that. I don't I don't remember who it was. Somebody on my Facebook page suggested it. And uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it a week to be sure. But I'm I'm pretty sure that that's that it's working. That's where we're at. Uh what's going on with this one? This one. She's really skinny. Her hips are broken. I'm gonna see if I can get her to take some fish oil. She's not a fan. So doesn't usually work. Uh, what else happened? Yesterday I recovered, I cleaned up, I put, I planted some more plants outside, I dug in a garden bed that I hadn't used in years. I'll tell you, here's, a, here, I don't want to call it a secret because I'm certainly not the only one that knows this, but here's a tip. You know how at the end, for those of you that live places where leaves fall, you know how at the end of summer everybody rakes up their leaves and they get rid of them or they compost them. First off, that's silly, don't do that. It's, they break down really well and feed everything. And if you mow over them twice, they're gone. But here's what I did, and the results were absolutely amazing. I covered all of my garden beds with leaves at the end of the year. And if it wasn't a raised bed where there was, you know, where, if they were gonna blow away, I put a big tree branch on it or something. When I pulled back the leaves, I was able to just dig out the, the weeds that were there. It, it took, I was able to dig out with an iron rake. It took nothing. There has been nothing that I have done over the winter that has set the gardens up to be as good. Leaves. And they're free. Yay. Um, other things to report. Uh, friends I had over there were a few martial artists. Somebody gave me a pinata. Uh, I broke the pinata with a sword. That was fun. And found a whole bunch of candy, like gobstoppers and whatever, that were partially cut, uh, that were sliced open. I, I did a decent job. I, there, a bunch of people took video of it. Um, I am certainly not uh, a sword expert or even knowledgeable, but. It was a decent cut. Some things could have been changed, but that's okay. Uh, and now, there's a little there's a little blemish on the sword, not a scratch, but a little tiny, like kind of dent on the blade. I got to figure out how to straighten that. Not something I've had to do before. If it was a knife, it was something smaller. I could do. I would know how to handle it. So I have to do some research. Now it is Monday. And today we have an episode coming out that I think you may really enjoy because it's not a normal episode. Let me make sure that it's up. Nope, not yet. I don't see it. I don't know why it's not up. It'll go up. Um, we'll check at the end and see if it's uploaded. I'll tell you then.
it very well may be in your uh, in your podcast feed too. It's in video. It's it is the first guest video episode that we've done, if I remember correctly. Uh, other martial arts things. Other martial arts things. No. No. Other than chopping a pinata with a sword, I think that was the extent of martial arts over the weekend. Can you hear the rain? It's crazy. We did need it, though. We did. We've had a lot of really nice, sunny weather. It's basically been San Diego here. You know, mid to high 70s every day. It's been beautiful. But the ground was drying out a little bit. All right. I feel like I'm rambling. Let me, let me see what you guys gave me to talk about. Oh, what's going on today? It's my first day really back at work, and I've got like six meetings. It's all, it's all Zoom, and then in between it's going to be digging out from email because there are a bunch of projects that are pending. But you know what? I'm not coming back to as much as I, I would have expected to, and I'm really excited about that. It wasn't as... They're just... Here's the thing I'm, I'm slowly wrapping my brain around. A lot of the work that I do is the result of past work that I did. And so if I'm not in the mix creating all this work for myself, there isn't work to do. And so if I can take a step back, be a little more honest about what work is impactful versus what work is keeping me busy, things are going to move forward. Think about all the things that we got pending right now that are in various stages. Magazine books, programs, and those are the, those are the core three. I mean, we're, we're making improvements. We're doing these things. And I got great people helping. I think it's time to work on the, I think I'm back to the flexibility program. I think it's time to, I think that's on my list this morning. Uh, where, did my, where did these go? Here they are. So Frank was kind enough to leave some stuff from one of my favorite musicians, someone that you may not realize is one of my favorite musicians, Sir Elton John. And what I love about Elton John, and that there's a, not that to my knowledge, Elton John has anything to do with martial arts, but if you unpack any Elton John song, you will see that it is incredibly simple. The musical accompaniment, the lyrics, very, very simple. And good martial arts, whether you look at it from a self-defense perspective or a competitive perspective, a visual you know, beauty perspective, the best martial arts are simple because simple can be elegant. I like elegant. We, we, we tend to make things more complicated in life, in training, when we teach self-defense, take this, and then 46 moves later, you've removed the knife from the attacker's hand. Ugh. Too, too complicated. Let's do simple. Music has healing power. It has the ability to take people out of themselves for a few hours. 
Music is universal. Music has existed as long as we know. Whether it's been singing or drums or as technology has advanced, you know, more advanced instruments, whether that be it means you know, DJing or electronic music. We've had music, we've had music for a really long time. There's something about music that is, is primal, brings something out in us. It's almost, have you ever sat and zoned out listening to music in the same way you zone out watching a fire? There's something there. And it doesn't necessarily have to be fancy music or even good music. Or there was something yesterday I was playing with and I had some music going and a song came on and I said, you know, could I do, just impromptu, could I do a form that I already know, could I adjust the timing to fit this, this song? And I did. That was interesting. I know, I think it's, I think it's the ISKA, actually there's probably more than one tournament that does this, but there, there are competitions that have a musical division where you have to make up the form on the spot to the song, or rather, you do a form to the song, and you're trying to get the fit. And they're using, you know, pop music. And I always thought that would be a fun division, because I, I appreciate the creativity and the freeform nature of making things up. But then the music gives you a little bit of structure to work from. But if you've never done any of your forms to music, try it. See if you can adjust the timing. Number two, don't judge the picture by the frame. Every man is not the same. Yeah. Some of us don't fit in the same frame. Some of us don't belong in the same frame. I've talked on this show, and I, I talk constantly, about why. Why we train. What is your why? Find your why. Follow your why. Because you, it is only from the why, from the reason, or reasons, that you can apply any perspective, any judgment. When someone says, training that thing or with that person or whatever is useless, well, maybe for, for you, Maybe based on your reasons for training, but what if that person's reasons for training are different? And it's okay that there are different reasons. There's different music. Not everyone likes Elton John. Not everyone likes karate. That's fine, doesn't matter. You do what works for you. Everybody is far too worried about what everybody else is doing right now. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you do. They really don't. The people that matter do. That's it. If, any, if somebody doesn't care about what you do or what's going on, with, they don't matter. They do not matter.
once you have people around you who don't question you, you're in a dangerous place. Yes men or... That's the term that I would know from watching movies, having yes men. People that just agree with whatever you want to do or say. And honestly, it's something, and, and we're not there yet, but I can see it from here. When we started out, and I saw in the early days when, when I started getting emails from people, basically treating me like a, a oh, I hate using this word, but there's no better one, like a celebrity, because I had a podcast. I said, you know, we need, we need to watch for this. We need to make sure that we don't end, it, end up at a place where I don't have people around me holding me accountable. And if you look, the people that are closest to me are people who have no problem telling me if they disagree. I value those people. I need those people. Because if I end up surrounding myself with people who only tell me what we're doing is great, we're not going to get better. And we run the risk of my ego destroying things. I'm very aware of that. You know, as, as someone who has not had very many people in his life telling him that he's great at things. Um, you know, there, there are people who send me messages and they send me emails. And it's, uh, it can be overwhelming at times and I have to check myself. Some of my greatest fuel comes from in, comes from not feeling good enough. And if I'm going to replace that, I, I got to replace it with something that, something else that drives me. Right now, I haven't found it. Number four, <clears throat> I have an optimistic view of everything. You have to, otherwise, you'd go nuts. I've got plenty of people that I know that are pessimistic about everything. Everything is broken, everything is wrong, everything's falling apart, the sky is falling, the world is ending. And they dwell. They dwell on things that they have no control over. I could give you a whole bunch of examples that I'm not going to give you. There are two things to consider. When I think we, when we think about optimism versus pessimism, most of the time people are pessimistic because of things that are going on around them that they don't have control over, and they are seem fearful that if they are optimistic, that they're somehow saying those things don't matter. They're, they're, let, let me try to come up with a good non-political example. Um. Everything's been made political. This furball right here. She's old. She's dying. That makes me sad. Now, I could focus on the negative. I could focus on that fact. I could. Um, I could be sad every time I check her to see if she's breathing. I could, you know... I could feel really bad about it, or I could do what I do, which is to focus on giving her the best life I can, enjoying the time we have together. Finding the good, 
Because I can't control it. I can't stop her from, from passing away. It's going to happen. It's nobody's fault. It's just going to happen. Just because you focus on the positive doesn't mean that you are permitting or accepting of the negative. You have a finite amount of energy to invest in your life, the lives of the people around you, the days, your work, etc. Every ounce of that energy, however you quantify it, that you put into something you can't change is wasted. When you argue with someone on a subject that you know leads to no impact for anybody other than to make both of you upset, you've wasted energy, you've wasted time. How much of that energy and time have you invested in nothingness? Go practice. Go take a, take a nap. Go do literally anything else because it's more productive. And our last one for the day. Uh, oh, let's, let's see if that video is up yet. Well, I got an email from a message from Julia saying the, the video, the editing was done, but he had some questions on something, so I may have set him back a little bit. So that's my fault. But check it out. There's, it, there's a good shot that it, the audio's already in your podcast feed. So you can check it out. We'll talk about it tomorrow. It's a, it's a good episode. I, I really think you guys are going to like it. This is a great quote to end on. So don't forget, we do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on YouTube. and catch it as a podcast later on. And leave me some comments. Leave me some stuff in the comment section of the episode, and I'll read it tomorrow. Okay. All right, last quote. It's the circle of life, and it moves us all through despair and hope, through faith and love, till we find our place on the path unwinding. What's better to end on than that? We all have a role to play. As a martial artist, you are responsible for perpetuating martial arts. That doesn't necessarily mean as an instructor. It means as a student, as someone who enjoys it, talks about it, watches this show. It is a complex tapestry of people interrelating to make things happen. I'm going to go. I'm probably going to sit here with this one for a few minutes, drink some more coffee, and I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.